Happy Halloween, St. Augustine, and thank you for joining us here at St. Augustine this evening, The Mike Davis Show. Mike Davis is out of town. He is traveling in parts unknown. I heard he had a couple of ghosts hitchhiking with him through the woods, so hopefully he and Darcy make it back okay. But until then, we're going to make some money, assuming he comes back, and that way he can pay myself and Clay. Clay, are you here? I am. Are you willing to say hi? Uh, Hi. (laughs) All right. I guess no camera girls. Sorry. I try. I always try to convince him to come on camera just for you ladies and he won't give the people what they want. But the people that will give you what you want are Brightway Insurance, the Casey Agency. They opened their doors in 2008 and they have proudly stood by their customers through hurricanes, major floods, hail and fires. Through these events, the agency has become a much needed insurance resource in times of trouble and hardship. Honesty and integrity are the pillars of their core values, says owner Ashley Casey. They pride themselves on being insurance experts while developing strategies that help their clients meet their insurance needs. They truly enjoy the relationships they have forged with all of you in St. Augustine, so give them a call. They would love to help you for all of your insurance needs. And if you do not have dinner plans, you can brave those ghosts and goblins and head out to the Tringali family of restaurants. They have Carmelo's Pizza and they also have 123 Burger House. So if you're feeling a little Italian, head out to Carmelo's. They have the best pizza nine years in a row. They also have salad, sub, wings, and more. But if you're feeling a little more carnivorous, one 23 Burger House. They have the best burger three years running. Also, chicken, wings, salads, authentic wood-fired pizza. Wonder where they get it. Ice cream. Both restaurants do offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through Bite Squad and Grubhub. Join the Tringali family for dinner tonight. I know that you're hungry and you're going to completely cook out on all that candy, so get a little good food in your tummy. We also have Land Title of America. Whether you realize it or not, when you refinance a sale or purchase of a home, there is a title company involved. Do not get stuck with some out-of-town title company who doesn't give a crap when you are faced with challenges. Stay local and choose Land Title of America. Just call Stephen Collins at 904-501-4481. He specializes in all type of real estate transactions. Land Title, your local title company ensuring America's land one title at a time because they give a crap. I'm not going to call you out, Clay, like Mike always does when I'm out of town. (laughs) We also have Warden Medical Services. They are the only local family-owned medical equipment supplier in the St. John's County area. They are trusted by local doctors and hospitals for over 22 years. Warden Medical should be your first call for everything from wheelchairs to home oxygen and sleep therapy equipment and supplies. Stop by their local showroom at 2435 US 1, just south of Walmart in the Lewis Point Plaza. You can call them at 904-794-9600 Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. From our home to yours, Word Medical Services. All right, we've paid the bills. We've done our job. Clay, did I do a decent enough job? Yeah. All right. I'm a horse for um, (laughs) Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. We have a horse's ass in the studio producing. I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) And you hear some giggles. I have a wonderful guest here. (laughs) I'd like to welcome Heather Quinn. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You are the entertainment manager with Old Town Trolley, right? Yes, that's right. I love Old Town Trolley. Yes. They are my favorite trolley in town. <laughs> um, Amanda, first, happy Halloween. Thank you and so much. you were looking very spooky yes. in your uh, Halloween I, colors. I love to dress to theme. <laughs> <laughs> 
got my classic ghost earrings. I see your your ghost earrings. Very appropriate Mm -hmm. for what we're going to talk about today. Because you are here to talk about Ghosts and Gravestones tour. Yes, I am. Ghosts and Gravestones is our award-winning fright seeing tour. That's fantastic. And it is fantastic. It's very spooky. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the only ghost tour where guests can go inside the old jail at night. That's cool. Yes, it takes you into... Uh, two of St. Augustine's uh, haunted buildings, mm-hmm. um, Potter's Wax Museum, into the Chamber of Horrors, and then, of course, the grand finale into the old jail. That's awesome. Which some say is the epicenter for a paranormal activity. That is really cool. It's a very cool. We've had um, many popular um, paranormal shows mm-hmm. come to the old jail, yeah. um, including um, Kindred Spirits. Ghost hunters, paranormal seekers, uh, wow. just, uh, just to name a few. That's awesome. I would love to walk through the jail with those guys. I mean, they have all the equipment. I want to see what they're seeing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So for years, I have worked at various attractions in St. Augustine. And I remember um, there's Attractions Association. I've talked about it on air. And they'll host an Attractions Association dinner at different attractions. Um, it used to be annually. I don't know if it still is. But there was one that the old jail hosted. And so I got to go to that one when I was working at the winery with uh, Charles Cox, the San Sebastian yep, Winery Crew. Yep. And they allowed us to tour that night. Is that the same kind of tour that you get when you do the gro- Ghost and Gravestones? So it's a, a little uh, different with okay. the Ghost and Gravestones mm-hmm. tour because our ghost hosts, of course, escort you into the jail and then uh, cool. something may happen. Oh. But I don't want to I don't want to give it away. Well, if it's anything <laughs> like what I got to experience that night it is a fantastic tour. That is absolutely fabulous. And I had a really great time. That was the first time I had been in the old jail as an adult. Okay. I hadn't been since I was a little yes. kid. It was, it was a great way to go. We already had some spirits in us because there was an open bar that night. There. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That made it a little bit better. <laughs> Extra spirited. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one way you can guarantee to see spirits on these kinds of tours. Don't you think? Oh. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Trick or treat, guys. <laughs> Feel me. <laughs> so that's awesome. How, how long is the Ghost and Gravestones tour when you're yeah. actually on the trolley? Sure. Uh, the tour is about an hour and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it so you don't just stay on the trolley. You get that, out. That's you, right. So, okay. of course, um, you will first get on our uh, our ghost trolley, mm-hmm. our trolley of the doomed, as, yes. we, as we say. Mm-hmm. And then um, you'll be taken all around uh, downtown St. Augustine. And then okay. you get off at two stops. All right. So the other stop is, I'm sorry, you said the Potter's Wax Museum? Potter's Wax Museum okay. into uh, the Chamber of Horrors mm-hmm. and then into the old jail. So Potter's Wax Museum is a little creepy during the day. I can't imagine wandering around at night. <laughs> so that must be um, very uh, mood setting. If it you is. Will. It really it's, is. It's, it's a lot of ambiance. A lot of ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple of sensitive kids that aren't too into spooky stuff. And sure. so we mm-hmm. went through Potter's Wax Museum, I want to say about a year ago, maybe two. And I only had uh, one that was willing to go <laughs> into the chamber of horrors <laughs> with me. And then he came out and he reported to his sisters. And then the, the other one was willing to, the oldest was willing to peek her head in. Um, but I think now they're getting old enough that we could actually go on the tour. And they it's would time to come it. back. Yeah, for sure. Time to do it again. Yeah. My youngest isn't scared of anything, so she would definitely love it. Yeah, she'd love it. Yeah, the first time. So the first time they stepped foot on the um, Ghosting Gravestones trolley was at the Feel the Wheels event that used to happen at the 
the now gone <laughs> outlet mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was about, my oldest was about four at that point. And she's like, this is scary. Like, okay, we'll wait a couple of years. <laughs> so I think, yeah, this might be the Halloween Yeah. Part. So you run them year round. So I haven't missed it. Just oh, it's oh, oh, yes. It is a year round okay. here in St. Augustine. Awesome. Because we have high spirits all year round. We have high spirits year round. And of yeah. course, St. Augustine, our nation's mm-hmm. oldest city and most haunted, dare I say. Yes. So we go year round. There's lots of history here and there are lots of ghosts and goblins. Yes. Yes. So I love, I love history and I love local tales and I love how you guys bring it to life. So it's not just your average trolley tour. You have actual hosts that are from the great beyond that yeah. will take you around. Yes, we do. So we are all, Old Town Trolley is all about um, bringing history to life. Mm-hmm. We um, educate everyone, um, mm-hmm. whether it be um, at our old jail daytime tour, at the oldest door experience. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, our, our daytime trolley, we're educating um, and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing for uh, our ghosts and gravestones. So we have our ghost hosts who will tell the, the stories of the ghost stories of St. Augustine mm-hmm. and be as, I guess, as accurate as, as ghost stories can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they share our history. All right. So these stories weren't just written by a Hollywood screenwriter. These are stories from our history. They're, right? they're from our history. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of research has, has gone into this um, real life accounts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been uh, stories that have been passed down okay. um, through, uh, through St. Augustine. So word of mouth things that have been um, written down in journals that have been passed yeah. on and things that have been shared in, in published accounts as exactly. well. Exactly. Fantastic. That's wonderful. I love that there's that, you know, real connection and it's not just, you know, camp campfire tales that someone's yes. just really good at making up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you have um, all sorts of historic, um, I don't want to say characters, but it's really people from history that you're bringing to life on these tours every People night. from history and um, our ghost hosts are, are the docents who who tell, who bring these stories to life to our guests mm-hmm. um, every night on, on the trolley of the doomed and then leading our guests into those haunted uh, venues, those haunted buildings. That's fantastic. So I did um, one of my many jobs. I have a very varied uh, <laughs> resume. <laughs> one of my jobs is that I have worked at um, one of the churches in town. Uh, one of the very old churches. And I would typically work um, kind of odd hours because I'm a working homeschool mom. Mm-hmm. And so like when school's over, that's when my work would start. And so I would be there until late at night. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many ghost tours would be on the property <laughs> when I'm leaving. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know how many stories happened at the <laughs> church because I was just there at 1030 at night with the light on, right. with one light on because I wouldn't want to have to like go around and turn all the lights off. So I'd have like one light that I'd carry with. <laughs> so I might be a ghost accidentally. Oh, I see. Okay, yes, okay. In so, Augustine. Like there's a lady in white that haunts the So are you a ghost right now, Amanda? You, can, you, you can test me. I'm going to test you. Okay. okay. No, it I, is, I feel. It is real. Halloween. Okay. But That's your Halloween. I don't know. Warm. Okay. I'm pretty warm. <laughs> so I think I'm real. <laughs> I love hearing about the work that you do and how much fun you have doing it. And the the old store... What what's the official name of oh, the, the, the oldest door museum experience? That just is one fantastic. of our attractions. It is fantastic. I always say this is 
a hidden gem. It really is. It is so much fun. We take our guests back in time and Mm -hmm. show them all the latest and greatest inventions Mm -hmm. of the the late 1800s, like our our goat-powered washing machine that that you're going to have to have, (laughs) and our our noiseless milkshake maker to catch my drift. <laughs> yeah. So I brought my kids there um, one school holiday. Again, we homeschool. So, you know, any day can be a school holiday for us. <laughs> but um, one school holiday and the oldest jail was closed. There was construction that was going on. Okay. And so it was like, well, you can still tour the oldest, the oldest store museum. And I was like, Okay, I guess we will, you know, kind of consolation prize. We went through it. We had a great time. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. So it really is a hidden gem. And I think it's fantastic. I highly recommend you Once do the it. guests get inside, mm-hmm. they're just uh, blown away by our, our shopkeepers from Sia Pamplin's hardware store, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to sell them all of those uh, inventions. Mm-hmm. They just love it. Just, it's a great experience. Yeah, just got to step inside. And again, and back in time, you guys do such a great job with your immersive oh, experience thank you so much. and all of the docents. I think it's probably the most fun docent job that you could have. So much fun. I mean, a lot of docents are just wandering around a dusty building and kind of like, someone please talk to me. But your <laughs> docents are, are absolutely fantastic. And there's a gravitational pull. You want to go and learn from them. So you guys just do a fantastic job. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank absolutely. <laughs> And I believe you do have a couple of docents here with you. Some ghosts I have do, followed you from work. Um, two uh, ghost hosts um, mm-hmm. have followed me here to the studio. Yeah. We have um, ghost host um, Sage mm-hmm. and ghost host Isabel. I would say and getting haunted is kind of a, a risk haunted, of your job. Getting haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but they're here to uh, tell us a few of our um, our stories or, of St. Augustine uh, ghost stories. Yeah. Because, you know... When the sun sets here in uh, St. Augustine, plays host to those who have long passed but have never departed. Yes. And since you are not departed, we have, would we like to start with Sage? We're going to start with Sage. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like to tell you a tale tonight um, about the very first recorded haunting in St. Augustine. Ah, yes, I'll begin in 1565, the year that Don Pedro Menendez and his small troop of Spanish soldiers landed along the coast of our bay. They started a small settlement, but fierce, fierce conflict ensued quite quickly, which probably explains the haunted waters we see out there. You see, as soon as they settled, a fleet of the French came down from the north intent on taking over the Spaniards. Well, they were very confident they could do this with many ships and strong soldiers, but they did not realize. It was hurricane season, and indeed, there was a fierce storm brewing up in the Atlantic Ocean. It wound up coming ashore and just thrashing the entire French fleet into bits all over the bay. So out of about 2,000 soldiers and sailors, less than 200 survived. They swam ashore. They stumbled up the coast just to be captured quite quickly by the Spanish, of course. Ah, but once the Spanish had them, they really didn't know what to do with prisoners. They hardly had enough food or shelter for themselves at this point. So they decided to give these Frenchmen an ultimatum. Join us and become Catholic now, or die by the sword right here. Well, these Frenchmen were staunch Protestants. They were not about to convert, and so indeed... 
They were slain by the sword, their bodies thrown into the waters of the bay, now named Matanzas, meaning massacre. This incident caused the bay to turn a blood-red hue for three days following, following the slaughter. And since then, as early as a, uh, a, pro- or a Catholic priest's diary, he recorded that that bay takes on a blood-red hue again on certain moonlit nights. Sometimes, sailors see lifeless faces rising from the depths of the bay over the edge of their boats, or an eerie green glow that seems to follow their boats as they flee. Still more people have seen apparitions wandering the shoreline of Spanish soldiers, still looking for some Frenchmen, perhaps. And there have even been reports of age-old phantom ships that come sailing in to just disappear on a misty night. You too may want to take a walk along the bayfront to see who you might meet, if you dare. I love to take a moonlight walk along the bayfront. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always look down on the water and check. Bust, I love mm-hmm. the bayfront. Yeah. You have <laughs> to. Yeah, we, I've spent a lot of time there at night when I was dating my husband. We'd go wander and we'd sit on the wall. <laughs> and I, I'm going to be honest, I did always check. Did you see anything? <laughs> you have to. I haven't it turn red. So <laughs> I haven't seen a dolphin there at night. Oh. And that was quite uh-huh. surprising. Because well, <laughs> you're looking and you're all jazzed up about a ghost, right? And seeing something. And then you do see something. It's just a very splashy, yes. loud thing. And it's not the thing that you're expecting. So it did startle me. <laughs> well, that was a fantastic story by Sage. And I'm so glad that you're here to share it. But we do have another ghost host. Yes, Isabel. Isabel. Hi there, and I'm sorry. I just Hello. can't help myself but to haunt you, Heather. You're so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you, Isabel, for haunting us. <laughs> to make up for my haunting, I do have a couple tales I want to show you. Your, your favorites, of course. The first being the tale of the ghost bride. Mm-hmm. You see, in the 1800s, two young boys decided to try their hand at ghost hunting. They went to Talamato Cemetery with nothing but a tent. No lanterns, no candles. They wanted to be cloaked in darkness for their job, right? Mm-hmm. They pitch their tent in the middle of the graveyard, and they wait. And they wait. Midnight comes and goes. They continue to wait, though. They're very determined. And finally, on the furthest end of the graveyard, they begin to see a light. And at first, they thought maybe it was a lantern from their parents, right, coming to check on them. After all, it was after midnight. But they realize that light wasn't the, the warm glow of a lantern they knew so well. It was a whitish light, unlike anything they'd ever seen before. And it was getting closer. Now, by the time that light was about halfway to the tent, it begins to take on the shape of a woman, a woman they'd never seen before in town. She had what appeared to be long white hair, and she was wearing a long white dress, and she was steadily getting closer. By this time, she's right outside the tent. The two boys, they're peeking behind the flaps to see if maybe, now that she's closer, they do know this woman. Well, there's absolutely no way they could have recognized her, because this woman had no face well, that was enough to scare them all the way back to town square where they told anybody who listened what they saw. And people listened. They just didn't believe them. Mm-hmm. I mean, these boys were, what, about eight years old? It's the wee hours of the morning. They figured maybe they had a joint nightmare because that happens to kids sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Until a man begins to part his way through the crowd that has surrounded these two boys and gives an explanation for what they may have seen. So you see, about a year before that incident, a young lady was getting ready for her wedding. And her family, they are 
over the moon. She is their only daughter, so they're sparing no expense. They even have this gorgeous wedding gown made from scratch, hand-sewn, just for her. Unfortunately, a week before her ceremony, she actually passes away from a heart condition. And her family is absolutely devastated. They're so devastated, they cannot even look at that dress. So they make the very hard decision to bury her in it. They cover her face with the veil, and they lay her to rest in Talamado for what they thought would be ever after. A few days after she's laid to rest, we begin to see a woman with what appears to be long white hair in a long white dress walking up and down Talamado night after night, all the way up to the modern day. And we do believe that these women are two in the same because perhaps it's not that this woman had no face, but rather she is still sporting that veil, waiting for a wedding that unbeknownst for her is never to come. That's not the only story I have for you tonight, though. We'll go ahead and cleanse your palate a little with the story of the Casablanca Inn. Now, anybody who's been in St. Augustine for even a day knows that basically everything we have, our buildings, our streets, have been something else. And if they haven't, then that business has been there for a long, long time. And the Casablanca Inn is no exception. In fact, it was opened in the Prohibition era, so it's coming up on its 100th year anniversary. It was opened by a little widow named Miss Bradshaw. Miss Bradshaw was loved amongst the well-to-do here in St. Augustine because despite the fact that alcohol was illegal at the time, she threw an amazing party. But just because she was a bit of a party girl does not mean that she was not all about her business. She kept very strict records to make sure her inn never went under. And it was that strict record keeping that actually allowed her to realize something odd was going on at the inn. Two men were constantly renting out the same room night after night after night like clockwork. But they never stayed in the room. In fact, the only time they even came back to Casablanca was to check in and out. She didn't know why for a very long time, but she did a little detective work, did a little digging, and she found out those two men were actually illegal rum runners running their business out of her inn as a cover. <laughs> now, now, most people of less dirty stuff, they would just turn them over to the authorities, wash their hands of them, and been done with it. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, Miss Bradshaw was a businesswoman above all else. And she was not going to miss out on that sweet, sweet alcoholic profit, right? No way. She actually ends up going into business with these two men, but they have a very well-oiled system to make sure they never get caught. So every single night, she would ascend to the top of the Casablanca Inn with a lantern. The two men, they would watch her from the seawalk. And if there were no federal agents in town, she would light that lantern and walk back and forth just to make sure they saw her. And if they saw that light, They knew they were in business. If they didn't, they got out of there, right? Well, one day, the scene is very hot. Not only are there federal agents in town, but they're actually in the inn. She tells them to, you know, stay low, lay low. She shouldn't have worried because that very night, they appeared to have left town and they never came back to St. Augustine. Now, this was especially heartbreaking to Miss Bradshaw because she'd fallen in love with one of them. She thought that they were going to have a life together once they, you know, got out of their respective businesses. She truly believed they were meant to be together. And she never saw either man again. But I mean, she she was no stranger to heartbreak. Right? After all, she was a widow. Mm-hmm. And she continued to run the Casablanca with gusto until the day she passed away. But some say she actually still runs the Casablanca in. Maybe not as the actual person who runs it, but she's always there in spirit, quite literally. <laughs> in fact, if you put your ear against the wall that actually borders part of the inn that has been closed off since she passed away, there's a rumor that you can hear her still barking orders at the staff. 
<laughs> but if you don't hear her, you're likely to see her because she's known to unmake beds, flicker on lights and TVs that some of them aren't even plugged in. But she's wow. just mischievous like that. She likes to make herself known. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get the chance to say the Casablanca Inn, you very well may meet the ghost hostess with the mostest. I love a Brad show with a little bit of smut, right? I mean, who wants to get left? So I get it. Let's get a little attention. We understand. Right. It's been a long time. Get a little attention, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> right? I don't like to be ignored either, personally. <laughs> Thank you so much, Isabel. I appreciate your story as well. And I believe Sage might have another story. I do. You do? Yes. I have a special story for you about a place you know quite well, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Our fort. Oh. The Castillo de San Marcos. Now, it's a very historic place, of course, which means it's also very haunted. Mm -hmm. There are often reports of, oh, people seeing flashes of lights from lanterns that aren't really even there anymore. Flashes of light from the cannons on the gun deck up above. Oh, you might hear sounds of screams or moans if you put your ear to the wall. You might see apparitions of Spanish soldiers or weeping women wandering the grounds. Well, I have a story for you that is, of course, haunting, but it's also a bit of an unsolved mystery here in St. Augustine. You can make your own conclusions at the end. See what you think. I'll begin in 1838. Now, that is a time period when the U.S. government had taken over control and they had renamed the fort Fort Marion. Mm-hmm. Hard-driving Sergeant Tuttle was in charge of taking care of all the aging cannons along the upper gun deck. So one day, he and his men were working very hard to just position one of those huge heavy cannons in a better spot. About six of them were, were heaving and, and pushing, but this one wouldn't, wouldn't budge. He finally said, all together now, one last time. And they pushed, but then they all had to jump back out of the way suddenly. They heard horrible cracking noises coming from the coquina rocks beneath that cannon. It was a good thing they jumped. For that cannon wound up falling all the way through the coquina floor into a chamber below them in the fort. Well, Sergeant Huddle just said, man, now your job is a lot harder. (laughs) <laughs> Go get your ropes and equipment, get down there and get my cannon back up to the gun deck. Well, these obedient soldiers did just that. They gathered their equipment. They went down the stairs. They went looking around that corner of the fort down below, but no cannon. They went back upstairs. They looked down through the hole. Indeed, it had fallen where they were looking. So when they went back down, they realized they were just running into thick coquina walls. This chamber had been sealed off so that nobody had known about it for decades, perhaps. Well, Sergeant Tuttle didn't much care about this mystery or intrigue at the moment. He just said, men, go get your sledgehammers. You've got to punch through that wall and get to my cannon. That's exactly what they did. They went pounding on that coquina wall till finally a small hole was was chipped away. And that's when the strangest thing happened. A draft of the freshest smelling air came out of that chamber. It enveloped them all. And many of them recorded in their journals that it smelled like a thousand roses in there. Intriguing. Well, Sergeant Tuttle, again, didn't much care about this intrigue. He said, men, you've got to get my cannon. So they kept working. They finally got the cannon hoisted all the way back up to the gun deck. But while they worked, now the men realized that they were stepping on hundreds of bones in the floor of this chamber. Hundreds of them. 
Well, whose bones were they? Ah, folks, this is the unsolved mystery to this day. The National Parks Department would tell you that those bones are merely animal bones. But really? Do we believe that? I mean, who would go to the trouble of sealing off a whole chamber for animals? And why would they smell like a thousand roses years later? Hmm. I believe this historical haunting tale instead myself. See what you think. You see, about 80 years prior to Sergeant Tuttle's day, there was Commandant Garcia Marti of the Spanish in charge at the fort. Commandant Marti had a beautiful wife named Dolores. And Dolores, oh, she was lovely. She had two loves in her life. Her rosewater perfume and her husband's first officer. <laughs> Indeed, well, uh, it seems that perhaps word got out because at some point the two disappeared together, never to be seen again. In fact, Dolores's name and the, the first officers, they were struck from the records completely. Well, now, had they disappeared together in an illicit affair, starting a new life together overseas, perhaps? Or had they been captured by a jealous commandant and sealed to their doom and their death in that little forgotten place of our fort? Mm, left to stare into one another's eyes until death truly did them part? The only things lingering, their bones and the scent of her rosewater perfume? Make your own conclusions. Mm, that's Chills. a great story. <laughs> Thank you, Sage. Some very haunting yes, stories. I love that that's story. Isabel, thank you all. Yes. So that's just a little taste of what you can get it is on the tour. just a small taste of what um, Ghosts and Gravestones is. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. And you guys do a great job as docents and ghosts hosts. Ghost hosts. Mm -hmm. ghost hosts. Yes, that, is, that is a very spooky room in the fort. Um, so I have mm -hmm. I heard that story when I first moved here and I immediately went to the fort because of, of course, course I did. You have, of course. To. <laughs> you have to climb, have to climb <laughs> into the, the room with the crawl. low door. Yeah, yeah you got to crawl So in it's there. a low door yeah. and you have to crawl into yeah. it and then you're inside the room and I don't know, I think it is the lovers that were locked into the room. Mm -hmm. Did you smell roses? I didn't smell roses, but mm -hmm. I did have a baby with me, so that could be a problem. <laughs> 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 a problem <laughs> so I did hear um, from, so a local that had she was had to have been in her I think she said she was in her 50s and she's like you know the National Park Service will tell you this this story never happened she's like but I was a child here and there was a time when there were bones on display in that room oh. and so I 100% oh. believe that it was <laughs> the wife and, and her lover and they were walled in I, I believe it I'm a believer <laughs> excellent we like to believe it so Ghosts and Gravestones tours are fantastic they're not just in St. Augustine though they're not just in St. Augustine. Mm -hmm. um, they're in some of um, historic tours of America's um, sister cities. Mm -hmm. Ghosts and Gravestones is also in uh, Savannah, which is not Wonderful. too far not from, too far. from mm -hmm. us at all. Mm -hmm. um, also in uh, San Diego and uh, Boston. Awesome. So I know that it's Halloween and it might feel like spooky season is over, but it never has to end in St. Augustine. Never ends. I highly <laughs> encourage you to check out their website. Clay's got it up. And book your tour so that you can get to know the ghost hosts and get to know these stories of St. Augustine. And all of our, you just might come away with a new favorite haunt. Mm -hmm. 
And I do encourage you to check out the oldest jail and the old store museum. Your entire complex Potter's Wax Museum is excellent to go through. My kids really enjoyed it. Um, My kids are kind of history nerds like me. So Mm -hmm. it was fun for us to see the stature of different historical figures and the costuming. They do just a great job. They do an amazing, amazing job. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, May I also say Mm -hmm. at the old jail, we also have the old jail after dark. Um, year round, which is a two and a half hour uh, paranormal, uh, excuse me, a paranormal investigation Okay, in the old jail. So my dream can come true. Your dream. That's <laughs> what we do. We make dreams come true. Yes. yes. Um, midnight to okay. 2.30 a.m. Oh, in the old jail. I'm yes. a night owl. I can, <laughs> I can handle it. So I will be getting in contact with you to book my paranormal. <laughs> Well, you have been, um, Old Town Trolleys have been just an amazing presence in St. Augustine. And you do do a lot of work in St. Augustine as well. There was something big recently, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And we just had our annual jailbreak, a 5K, sold out and so much fun. And we do this in partnership um, with Inc., um, Mm -hmm. investing in kids. And all of the proceeds, 100% of all the proceeds goes to the St. John's County Schools. That is fabulous. And of course, the theming is uh, for for the runners. um, They're uh, escaping the jail. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) if they make their escape, they end up uh, on Volano Beach. So (laughs) Uh, a great escape, escape, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Ghosts and Gravestones, um, we did sponsor uh, the annual costume contest awesome. and um, cash prizes. The mm-hmm. first prize um, was a cash prize of $500. Awesome. Second prize, $300. Third prize, uh, $200. And we had a celebrity guest judges. Uh, Sheriff Hardwick awesome. um, was a guest uh, celebrity judge and also the superintendent of St. John's County Schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Forson was there as well. And yep. it was a lot of fun. That's so yeah, much fun. And every year. It's an annual event. It's an annual and annual yep. event. So yes. if you weren't a part of it this year, you next can definitely year. sign up next year. Yes. And our finishers medal, mm-hmm. um, they just keep getting better and better. Last year's medal was a skeleton key. Yeah. And this year's medal um, was a replica of Sheriff Perry's um, badge. Okay. And then it has the, the jailbreak five k sugar skull in Very the middle. Cool. So again, to, to keep with the, the history yeah. Um, of the old jail. Oh, that's awesome. Man, awesome. I miss the skeleton keys. It was key. awesome. <laughs> I have a collection of skeleton keys. I love skeleton keys. And I got to travel around Europe. So I've gotten them from different places in Europe as well. Uh, my coolest one was pried out of the street for me in London. It was. It had been pressed into the road in front of Her Majesty's stable. And my mm. best friend's dad, who I was traveling with, I was with my best friend, it was our senior trip. And he saw it in the road and he had the rest of the adults in the group block traffic for him, which is like <laughs> taking your life in your hands oh, so that he could pry this key out of the street for me in London. Get the next time key. you're here, I'll bring it okay, for you. I love it's to a see very that. cool That's key really to see. Cool. And I'll show um, you my key. Oh, okay. Oh, I my, uh, yeah, last year's key. <laughs> show me yours. I'll show the I'll keys. Show you <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And will you post uh, those po- uh, the costume contest? Are those pictures on your Facebook? Yes, they're awesome. they're on they're on the Facebook page. Okay. Yes. Very cool. And so you're on Facebook at Ghosts and Gravestones, St. Augustine. St. Augustine. That's okay. right. Awesome. Yep. 
So hopefully we can add that into the comments. Thank you so much for spending this was Halloween. So with much me. fun. Happy Halloween. I, I love so Halloween. Halloween. Thank you for, for inviting us. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you to Sage and Isabella. Thank you. Oh, or Isabel. Sorry. <laughs> Isabella. Thank you, Isabel. Um, it's it's fantastic being haunted by you ladies. I hope to be haunted <laughs> you. by you again soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. I look Amanda. To seeing you again. Thank you all for joining us this Halloween. I hope you had a spooky time. And if you don't want the spooky fun to end, definitely go to Ghost and Gravestones and book your tour. Let me know the date and maybe I'll join you because I love a spooky time. Thank you guys for joining us. Happy Halloween. See you next time.